0: Weekend ahead in the Premier League. Here's a look at the notable fixtures on tap tomorrow morning. Everton hosts Tottenham at 7.30 a.m. Eastern. We also have Brighton taking on Crystal Palace. Chelsea and Wolves on Sunday. Manchester United will take on West Ham. But I am looking at that match on Sunday morning, 11.30 a.m. Eastern on Peacock, Arsenal and Liverpool. Woo! Big title implications I, I there.
1: I did. I did a lot of research on this match mm-hmm. in anticipation. I was going to do a Davies deep dive. Oh, we're going to do it on Monday. <laughs> but what I noticed for this matchup is how these two teams, as of late, it's been incredible matchups. Mm-hmm. You know. I think Liverpool attacking Zinchenko and using that as a way to really get at Arsenal down the, the right flank. Obviously, Mohamed Salah not being available for this one, uh, presumably. Um, and then I think. The, the pace and tempo which Arsenal play when they have Gabby Jesus is it's being a big difference. So um, I can't wait for this matchup.
0: It's going to be so much fun uh, to help us dive in a little further. We're going to welcome in our good friend, Jeff Shrees. Jeff, when are you going to uh, join us in the Footy Kit Friday festivities, huh?
2: Oh, come on, Susanna. You know about the famous English reserve. We don't go in for such things.
0: Have a little <laughs> fun. Live so a well. little, Jeff.
2: And also, it's supposed to be Footy kicked Friday. I didn't see the top of the show, but uh, it looks like you've got an official in the studio with you who looks a <laughs> lot like Charlie. So good to have a referee on board. <laughs> I like the fact that you're a board chair. That's a caution. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Lord. In Jeff's
0: he always has the two kits right behind He does. Him. He does. I know. We're just giving him a hard time.
3: I, I, before we move on, I, I, now I'm curious about, like, pundits telling what their teams are oh, publicly. Yeah? I feel like in England, that's... That's still That's like no not, no. Not, not okay, right? I feel like they'll go after you if you say what team you support.
2: Oh, Nico, I've been asked this many, many times. I can honestly tell you that I'm a fiercely independent sports reporter with no great bias. <laughs> 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 and when I was five years of age and my father meant to take me to my first game, I said, stop, no. <laughs> One day, I'm not a journalist. <laughs>
4: Yes, you know Would you
2: all believe that of, you believe anything
4: all of the best world journalists have absolutely no interest in the sport or passion that they happen to
0: cover it just is such <laughs> hard work I know professional through and through Jeff um, all right so we're we're obviously going to talk about that. Arsenal Liverpool match on Sunday. But before we get there, I want to hit on the match that we watched yesterday. This one was wild. Wolves and Manchester United. United seemed to be moments away uh, from basically bottling it after going up 2-0 in this one. But but find some some late goals in this one and uh, kind of save some points. This was a this was a big one. What did you make of this result for, for United?
2: Well, it's another late goal, isn't it? It was a huge game for them. Uh, the one thing I'm surprised people aren't talking about, there was a potential penalty as well. Anana repeated one of his, um, hmm. I can't say it. Well, he, he, I, th- I think it should have been a pen late on in the game. But look, I just think it was this game, the story was set in many ways right at the start when Marcus Rashford scored. That was a huge call for Eric Ten Hag. What does he do with him? Does he leave him out? Does he discipline? Does he start him on the bench? He said before the game, look, we've moved on. We moved on and Rashford scores. So that looks like expert management. So look, we often criticise coaches from afar. Um, it looks like you got that call right. And it, it will have done Manchester United, the team. It will have done, if you like, um, the, the bring of the unity of the team. It will have done them a power of good. And also... They've been struggling for goals, you know. Marcus Rashford in particular, so fantastic for him. And also, what a wonderful winner. What a wonderful winner for that young man. Delighted to see him. Um, but it was, it was a terrific advert for the Premier League, wasn't it?
1: It was, Jeff. And I'm curious to know what you think and what people are talking about over in England when many United give up three goals, but I think the spirit to come back. And Kobe Maynou, this young player, to be able to score and assisted by another teenager, uh, is, is this United showing that everyone's still behind Tenag to, to not give up? Because it, it could have easily just gone the other way. Wolves gets back in the game. They get that, that game-tying goal from Pedro Neto, and then the wheels fall off, and it feels like we're back at square one, although they came away with the three
2: points on the road. Ooh, a whole host of questions to answer there, Charlie. <laughs> uh, First look at the goals though not just the late goals why are we seeing so many late goals this season the truth is we're seeing more goals than ever in the Premier League uh, the goals are flying in on a weekly basis aren't they and so what's that down to I think there's there's teams playing with fewer back fives teams are less defensive if you like of course we've got longer games as well so if you've got more minutes you are going to get more goals that only stands to reason and I think teams are more attacking as well so I think that that is definitely a change for the better because that's what we all love, right, is goals, isn't it? So we are seeing more of them. As for the youngsters' part in Manchester United's revival, I agree with you. And I think if you like, when, when you're young and you're keen you come into a team, you don't necessarily have the same, if you like, cynicism of a player who's been there, seen it all before. So you probably don't really care in terms of what the manager is like or how he thinks, as long as he picks you and puts you in the team. So I don't think, Charlie, you've been a player, Charlie, when you were young, you don't get caught up in all that stuff, do you? No, so you no. just you're just desperate to play, you're desperate to please, and you're desperate to score goals. So yes, in a way, I think you're right, the, the youngster element, when it isn't going well for a coach, is important. Do I think that this one victory means that everybody totally believes in Eric Ten Hag at Manchester United? No I, I, I think we are away from that I have to say though Charlie Of the, of the many 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 And I tr- trust me there are hundreds of them Of the many stupid questions <laughs> I used to ask as an interviewer um, when You say to a player post-match When they're going through a difficult period And they send out somebody who's prepared to talk to the media You say to the player Do you think X is the right manager still To lead you through this As if the guys can say Nah, complete dull Suck <laughs> uh-huh. it now <laughs> and you, you, it's one you hear you hear it asked so often. It's one of the daftest questions ever. But I genuinely think young players they, they just don't care. They just want to get on with it. They just want to play, and they just want to do well.
0: Wouldn't it be amazing yeah. if they did just say, yep, he should be gone. That's why you, go right. I that That's why you always go.
1: For, you shocking. always ask that question to the disgruntled, <laughs> experienced veteran who's like, I got nothing to lose Keeping at this
4: it point. Keeping it real. Yeah. No, no I, have, I'm out. I, I know we're trying to move on to some other fixtures, but Jeff, I just have one last uh, United question. Obviously, coming into the Ooh. new year, they have now a handful of wins. Granted, one was Wigan Athletic and Newport County. Um, do you think that against this Wolves side that we saw maybe a glimpse of Ten Hag's sort of best 11 that he's played possibly all season? Or how do you think it should be looking right now?
2: Uh, Well, they have still got injuries, haven't they? They've got Mm -hmm. returning players, Christine. So uh, do you know what? I I think one of the biggest questions is, I'm not entirely convinced he knows his best 11. Mm. Uh, I'm not sure if he actually knows himself. So whether we would know it, is an even more difficult question. I think that has been one of the observations, if you like, or the criticisms of him. If you said to Eric Ten Hag, everybody fit at the club at the start of this season, what's your starting 11? What are you going to go with? I don't think you could name it. And as the season develops, you know, when they're, they're not scoring goals, when it's not happening, that it's just, that he looks so disjointed, if you like. It looks so laboured at times. He's going to want to change it around. Also, Casemiro's injury and then the way that people are moving the ball around Casemiro, dribbling on him as well. Is he looking at that and thinking, hmm, we might have to try and accommodate that or change that? You know, you look at players like McTominay and Maguire, who were nowhere near starting 11 to start with, and that changed as well. So, (sighs) listen, there's no question it's a good result. and You can't carp after... A 4 3 win away from home, albeit it looks like you nearly blew a two goal lead. That doesn't matter. You came through, kept going till the end. Mm. It's terrific stuff. Is it a turning point? Mm, I'm not convinced. Well, put it this way, Christine. On the back of that, would you have big money on them finishing the top four? Yes or no?
4: No. Mm. You think? Uh, I don't,
3: I don't think so. Yeah. Um, I, I look, I think we can dwell a lot on Manchester United, but specifically yesterday, I think before we move on, it must be said that Wolves, for that extraordinary effort that they put together, they did show some naivete to, to then concede and give up the winner. 97, like, lock it down. Like, like, he went all the way there to then lose again. No, I think, but I think
1: they were going for... I think they, they, okay, they but, could get but the you, But you can't... You can't risk
3: it all to lose it all after such an extraordinary... I just I thought it was a little bit naive from Wolves that were good at home and they walked away with, with nothing at the end. But let's move on to the game of the weekend. Obviously, Arsenal, Liverpool. How, if, if you were billing this game to the general public, what is your headline that you're going into this game with, Jeff?
2: It would be the fact that this morning in his press conference, Jurgen Klopp was disturbed by a telephone call from his dentist. <laughs> which, which, which given the, the normally quite serious nature of uh, press conferences added a bit of light relief. Um, he needs to and, change he, he his veneers. Changes. It's time for him to change his veneers. <laughs> <laughs> the big he, said yeah. could, he said this could be serious. <laughs> quite, yeah. Watching Jurgen Klopp is, is, is always entertaining because he, he can be a little bit testy and he tires of what he thinks are predictable questions, you know, if you win this uh, you know, does this make you title favorite you uh, You'll be five points clear. Um, it, you know, how pivotal is this game, et cetera, et cetera. And he always answers it fairly weary. He says, yes, yes, I know. What, do you think I can't say this to the boys now? I should go in the dressing room and say, hey, if we win this. He said, no, no, it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. And then a little bit later on, and he always does the same, he would deliver you a, a, a nugget, if you like. He said, look, look where we are. And he was talking about the fabulous group of players we had. And with regard to this season, He said, it's time to dig deep and buckle up. And that's he's talking about the remainder of the season, which really tells me, he's never going to say, look, this is a sensational group of players. We're going to go and win the league. He's never going to say that. But for him to say that, I think that gives an indication how much he believes in this group of players. And at the moment, they've got nearly everybody, nearly everybody fit. He he described it as a luxury problem going into this weekend. Obviously, they don't have Mo Salah. He's away at the moment. But, you know, I think they've scored three goals every game since he's been away. They've scored eight in the last two Premier League games. So, they're absolutely flying right now. The form of Jota is, is just magnificent, magnificent. And if Nunez can start to convert those chances into goals... Boy, they they are going to be rattling home some goals. Uh, By the way, there is a doubt about Nunez. He got stamped on his foot uh, in the game against Chelsea, so he wasn't 100% certain for the weekend. But, yeah, I I think Jurgen Klopp's in in a good place and um, Liverpool are in a good place. And I do think, you know, as we always say, you you don't win any trophies in February and being top by however many points isn't, um, in terms of silverware, no guarantee, but if they win at the weekend, you would have to say they really are serious title contenders, and Arsenal wouldn't be out of it if they're beaten. But it would put a major dent. Oh, they're out of in it. Aspirate. It put a major in the aspirations. Home,
1: Jeff, if they if Arsenal lose this one at home without yeah. a Mohamed Salah on the side on the pitch for Liverpool, it's 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 curtains mm. in terms of a title. Now you just say just just make Champions League next season. But there, I think it would be a, a devastating loss
0: one of us is going to be very happy even if we look at just upset. the
4: rest of february's fixtures liverpool's path forward is much easier than arsenal so i think not again not made in february but um a little worrisome
0: we'll see we but
4: shall folks, see as well,
2: you, you 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 talk about the matchups in this game as well he's got an interesting call hasn't he with conor bradley who scored in midweek i think he's had two games three assists one goal And he is really strong defensively. Trent Alexander-Arnold is just returning from injury. And Martinelli always gives Trent Alexander-Arnold a hard time. Mm. So I just wonder what Jurgen Klopp Mm. might do on Sunday. That could be an interesting call. I've been so
0: impressed with the young Bradley.
2: Yeah. Oh, what a great, lovely story, was it? Both have strong claims to start. So, you know. That's what you're do. An abundance of riches
0: to. for Jurgen Klopp. At, at the same
1: time, Trent Alexander-Arnold is so good on set pieces. So. Yep. <laughs> yep.
0: Yep. Yep. Eleven thirty a.m. Sunday, Arsenal hosting Liverpool. Jeff Shreve's. Thank you so much for taking the time. Have a great weekend, my friends.
2: My pleasure. Bye, folks.
0: Thanks, Jeff.